bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is causing so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoil movie, movie reviews hey welcome to another spoiled movie review on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to give you a review of a movie you either seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about us spoiling because we spoil the movie and today's movie is the third in the creed uh franchise it is creed three which is a spinoff of a franchise rocky so uh mm-hmm. we're deep in the weeds um this time we'll get into that yes, movie <laughs> yeah we'll get into that movie in a second but we actually went to the theater to see this separately of course um we did and uh so that means we got trailers to talk about um I'm, I'm, we'll probably have a ton of repeat trailers that, so we probably won't need to go into too much detail but mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into it um and the, the and I'll, I'll let you go first okay and uh, since, you know, since we've been going to the movies more frequently, y'all know how it is. It's going to be a lot of kind of repeat trailers mm-hmm. until, you know, the shits come out or, you know, they start pumping some new stuff. So some of these trailers I may have already covered. Yeah. Uh, and some of them are new, but I'm going to cover them anyway because this, these. Well, you don't have to go into much detail if you've repeated it. Just, you know, we can just go into okay. details on the new ones. Oh no! Okay, no problem, no problem. Uh, 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 saw Boogeyman again, which I which I won't be going to see. That's about that little girl, right? Uh, and about the kids, but Stephen King, I'm good on that one. Um, I saw I saw one called The Blackening. It had uh, yeah. Molly from uh, uh, Insecure. Did you see that one? So I didn't get that in my theater, but I saw it online. What's interesting about that is I saw the sketch that it was based off of a long time ago. I forget what I was watching oh, it on. No. But it was like a sketch and like and it's funny and, and but it's only like maybe five or seven minutes. I had no idea they made a whole movie off of it. That that is crazy that I mean someone saw saw, saw that, thought it was funny and said we can get a movie out of this. And I I mean, honestly I, I really wanna go watch it, but I'm I really am interested to see how they fleshed out that five minute sketch into like a all all of what they got. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, so you heard about it, but you didn't see like the trailer. Trailer. I saw the. I saw this trailer that you saw today. I saw it, I, but I saw it online. Ah, okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with before you, okay. before it was this, it was a sketch or something. Okay, so you okay, so you telling me before, it was a sketch before they turned it into what I saw. Yeah, I, at least that's okay. what I saw. It didn't have these actors in it. It was, it was like it was totally different, but um yeah it was it was i mean this is dope for them and i'm I'm glad for whoever came up with the sketch and stuff um it, and they it got is this made a, it is a brilliant idea um and it's one of those things where you're looking like okay something like this should have happened years ago mm-hmm. like this is shit that niggas joke about all of the time mm-hmm. you know like kind of among ourselves particularly people that are into horror and things like that because basically it's about some about some black people who basically rent this house. They having a good time. They playing space. They doing all types of black shit. All of a sudden, the power goes out. 
they go try to fix the power up and get like trapped in the room like 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 uh yeah. is it like so and mm-hmm. then all hell breaks loose because the they, person says i could kill i'm not i'll either kill all of y'all or i'll kill whoever's the blackest person so then it becomes a t- contest of what makes somebody the blackest. Is it, is it saying the N-word? Is it uh, stereotypical stuff? And then everybody wants to prove to how not black they are because they don't want to get killed. So people's right. like, I voted for Trump. Um, I'm gay. You know, a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, it's Whoa, just, it gets really funny. Isn't isn't this one we seen on, what's that, Astronomy Club? Or am no, I it's not Astronomy Club. It was Comedy Central... Um, what was it called? It was like Comedy Central or Originals is what it was, and that's what oh, okay. I saw. I it's think a, it's I on, remember seeing this with you or something. Uh, something yeah, it's from 2018. Uh, okay. It's on YouTube right now. If you put Three Pete Presents the Blackening Uncensored, and it's just a four minute sketch, and they turn it into a movie. So shout out to, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. It actually, I'm not even in the scary movies, but it looks so funny mm-hmm. that I got a feeling you gonna it's gonna be you know the the, the typical scary stuff, but it's gonna be a lot of laughter. Right. So like I said, I don't mind that type of comedy if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind people dying and scaring and, and shit well, like that. Well, you saw Cocaine I, Bear, so yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I so I think I see that, and I saw uh, Big George Foreman. I saw that trailer too. Um. So the, the title of the name, Big George Foreman, basically it's about George Foreman's life. Yeah. Uh, it goes through like this history. I don't know how far where it stops and all that good stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, basically uh, either you're going to watch it for George Foreman or you're not going to watch it for George Foreman. Yeah, you, I think it's be in or out. Because Creed is a boxing movie, it was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. people will probably want to watch this. But this, I didn't feel like watching this. It, it felt a little too... Um, made for tv christiany to me like especially when they went into the it homes. looked really clean didn't it okay yeah. i thought it was the only one i was thinking this looks really almost like tbs yeah you know type of type it makes of thing. me wonder like, if george foreman had like a lot to do with it and that it's just gonna be a really sanitized look at his life but yeah it, it you know i feel like we're getting at that age where they're giving us biopics of people we know a lot about so I you know maybe there's some stuff in his younger life I don't know that much about but all the stuff from the Foreman Grill and all that shit I was like oh yeah I know all this so right because I was alive and you know doing that time and so it's one of them things but I'm gonna skip that one I, funny. I don't care yeah um and the next one was uh uh, uh it's sports oriented but uh Sweetwater about NBA about uh Sweetwater who used to play for the uh, Globetrotters and then. Mm went on to play for the, like the uh, first, Knickerbockers. The first black, I think he's like the first black NBA player or some shit like that. Yeah, I um, think he was, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, funny because that was my rap name, Sweetwater Tavola. A lot of people didn't mm-hmm. know that was the origin of it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, well, I didn't see that trailer. I had to go look that one up. <laughs> it, it, like I said, it, it's, it's one of the things where, you know, they they, they, they talk about uh, racism and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be one of the things, but I don't, it's not, it's, I don't think it's going to interest me personally. Right. Um, and then Shazam, I saw a, mm. a, another cut of Shazam. Uh, Shazam is one of the things we end up, yeah, I'm in because I yeah. like the first two. So this is the third one, right? Or the second one? Second one. Second one. Okay. This is the second one. So I'm in for that. And then uh, Fast 10, I, it's Fast 10. Nigga, I'm, yeah. I, it's there for nine. Of course, I'm going to be there for 10. Um, Scream uh, 6, 
uh, like me and Roger said last time, I, I, it's same thing with fast. You either in or you out. Mm. Uh, and I think I'm out. I've I been out. I, I yeah. think I seen maybe one or two, and then that was kind of it for me. Yeah, I so haven't I'm, seen a screen since the the bad ones. Like I think I think I got they got me to like three or four, and they just weren't good to me anymore. And I just wasn't interested in the premise that much after that. So I haven't watched it in forever, and I won't mm-hmm. be watching this. On the same thing, and what was it? The 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 convent, the the, the covenant, the covenant. Okay, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I won't be going to watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it about? You remember? Oh, oh it was it was um okay. So it's the guy Richie's the covenant is what it's called. Jake Gyllenhaal stars in it, and it's like he's a soldier. Yes. he's a soldier that goes to the Middle East and. His life is saved by the translator, uh, played by Dar Salim. And then he, uh, I guess he gets extracted, but the translator and his family are still in, 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 in danger from the Taliban. So he got to go over and get his impossible white man on to save this man and his family. I think it's like a funny or not funny, but it's like an interesting twist on the concept. But it's still probably going to traffic in a lot of like middle eastern brown people stereotypes stereotypes and, yeah uh, i was thinking stuff that like too. that yes, sir. And, you know and i get it you know it's the taliban so it's hard to be defense like i'm not trying to defend the taliban but you know the whole like you know a white man goes to another country and extrajudiciously kills a bunch of people to save uh somebody uh you know kind of is the ultimate like white savior trope and stuff that being said if the action is good i would probably watch it i just don't know that i you know me watching would, something doesn't mean i endorse the, the stereotypes and the message correct and and if i do watch it i won't be going to the theaters to watch it yeah i can't and, see going to the theaters yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm. and the last one is the the michael jordan move without michael jordan so i'm good on that one yeah i saw that one too um and i'm think- so glad when that movie come out i'm sorry I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm t- that's one i'm tired of i think we for the most part saw the same trailers but i went to the regal so i had a couple different mm-hmm. one is called the chevalier or chevalier or something it's a french movie about a black dude that played fiddle or some shit and, and then it turned into like a race thing because he's the only black person and the French people would start being racist towards him and tell him Noah's place and all this shit. And he started the revolution and it's based on a true story, but you know, never heard before. I mean, it seemed like a cool, like race movie type thing. So maybe I'll watch it one day, but the trailer didn't really grab me, you know? And, uh, you know, so I will, we'll have to see the other one I saw. So the other thing is I saw this movie cause I had no choice really. Um, I, the Regal Theater is the better theater here, and um, okay, Bert, okay, in New York, yeah, in, in the area of town I'm in, and mm-hmm. AMC, the seats aren't that good. They got more movie theaters, but like your eyes are getting like a shitty theater seat is high compared to Regal. Regal got all the recliners and all this, but okay, they upgraded, right? I think they know what they're doing with the with the trickery because they made the seven o'clock showing only in 4dx and the seven o'clock showing 
at AMC is only in IMAX 3D or some shit. So they mm. were def like both of the tickets was gonna be hella pricey. So I was like, well, if right? I gotta, they purposely did that because they know that's the time everybody's gonna want to go after work. Yeah, and and honestly, mm -hmm. because of the price, it kind of keeps the theater from being too crowded. So you ain't gotta worry about people being up, all up on you and stuff. You know, still right. a pandemic. So I go ahead and spent the extra money, and Regal doesn't do the like. If you sit to this area, get more, it costs more or less. Or it's just all the same price. So, right. Um, I went to a 40X showing and I was like, oh my goodness. I know I had to get my mind right because uh, you had planned on that, right? You know, when you're 40, 40X is like riding a roller coaster and it's just <laughs> Ain't it slamming no? you around. And so, what I was going to say is the trailers I watched, the first few was just like normal trailers. But at some point, they turned on the 40X and you have 40X tape <gasps> trailers. Oh, no. And them 40X trailers started with Guardians of the Galaxy and Oh, I know your ass was 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 bopping around that bitch. Everybody was and and it was like the 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 trailers for for 40X they try to use everything in the fucking 40X. So you basically watch I was praying for less trailers. It was it was like four regular trailers and then four 40X trailers. And each time, because Regal show, normally shows less trailers than AMC, but maybe because right. it's 40X, they showed all these extra fucking trailers. 40, and Yeah, 40X. In case you enjoy this, come see some more 40X shit. And you're like, bitch, ain't nobody coming to see these shits. And each time I was hoping that it would be the last one, but the Guardians of the... Rumble. Everything rumbles, don't it? They be moving shit. You be like, why, why is we moving and spraying water and shit just so y'all can show me what this little chair can do? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not just the spraying. It's the wind. It's the water. It's the <laughs> the vibrations. The shakes. It's all that shit. So they have <laughs> they had a uh, 40x Guardians of the Galaxy new trailer that was thankfully short, but they used every effect. Like it's and it's no warning or nothing. Get your money's worth. Oh, so they don't tell you. Oh, we getting ready to change it over to 40x. No, you just they tell you. No, 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 no. They tell you. They show you like a little thing that's like the 40x, and then it's like, oh, here's some more trailers. But just no warning that the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna get shot with water over your glasses, and that's what happened to me. Oh, <laughs> oh poor thing. And then uh, you was not prepared. So that I saw that trailer, but I already was in for that. Indiana Jones, I'm in for that. Uh, those trailers mm -hmm. have been looking good. Super Mario Brothers movie, I'm in for that. Shazam, Fury to God. Oh, so I had already seen all these trailers, but it was just in the 4DX. It was just like splash, shake, rumble, punch you in the back, shake, you know, all kinds of shit. <laughs> you gotta put on a seatbelt. It is a seatbelt, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, all right, let's get into our review. Um, the movie is Creed 3. It is directed by Michael B. Jordan. I want to say it's his first, it's his directorial debut. I know he produced, um, he produced the Pacific Rim sequel, but this is his first time directing something and, you know, directing and starring in it. Um, uh, it's written by Keenan Coogler, Zach Balin, and Ryan Coogler stars michael b jordan tessa thompson and jonathan majors along with wood harris felicia rasad um mila mila davis kent um as amara creed the the daughter um and uh i think that's about it for like 
the people that I like actors that I recognize. I know they had a few fighters and stuff in there too. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about what we like, what we didn't like in this score from zero to five. Karen, give me something you liked about this movie. One of the first things that stood out to me is I love that the music was black as shit. And I think a lot of it was West Coast music mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they was out in California. And I love that they played the fools. They weren't trying to edit it. If they said nigga, you heard nigga. Like, I was like, okay, we all in. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music was. That's something that I've noticed too throughout the entire Creed series is how big a part music plays in it, and it's played a big part in the original Rocky too. But um, yeah, it just plays such is like they the the see it be hip hop like this is like some reverse gentrification shit to see like a white underdog fighter story turn into a black uh, underdog fighter story at some point. And for it to really be good quality in the work. Um, and I know Sylvester Stallone is actually salty about it. You know, he said some like passive aggressive stuff in interviews about feeling like it was stolen from him or some shit. But, but nigga, you wouldn't go, you couldn't do this forever. Yeah. And honestly, like these movies are good, so it don't bother me. You know, I'm thinking about right. that. They were like, they ain't putting nothing out as shitty as like Rocky Four or whatever. <laughs> Like, come on now. He act like all them rockets was fucking flames. So, uh, a thing that worked for me is colorful. Oh my God, y'all. The colors was just, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Uh, I love the black love. Like, um, between, um, uh, between Adonis and, um, his wife, uh, Bianca and their daughter, and, and then, of course, Felicia Rashad. All the black love that undergirds this film is just so like dope, you know, to see and to see that they took that three movies without like perverting it into like and then he got famous and he started cheating or he started treating his wife and his kid bad. Like even though, you know, at times there's conflict because there will be conflict in any type of relationship and Mm -hmm. just even if you had no relationship with romantically your life is gonna have conflict you gonna have up and down moments but i love how they get through it i love how you know it's about getting him to open up and i love who the writing specifically for tessa thompson's character and because the put upon spouse is like a big trope in all the like boxing movies and all the like yeah coach movies yes. and, and so if you go back and watch them rockies like i was like she if you actually pay attention like you don't really have nothing to do Yes, and then and and because they don't have a lot to do, they normally turn them into like, you know, they just decide they don't love you or they want a divorce or they get so used to being rich that that. And I love that the conflict here was like an interpersonal conflict of like you have to open up, you have to trust me, um, you have you know you have to reconcile with your past because men will literally fight a heavyweight fight before they go to therapy, and he uh, actually. He actually, you know, opens up in this film, but it's like the way that it happens and it adds depth because, you know, once you get this far into a a movie lore, you know, three movies, to come up with new plot lines, you have to basically make it plausible that this man wouldn't have talked about this shit, you know, before. And they really did a good job with the writing here. And I just think it's undergirded by the black love of, of, of Felicia Rashad's character. Um and like I said, Tessa, the, the 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 one that really hit me was when 
he said, you know, I know emotions come easy to you. And then she gave him that speech about how it doesn't. And I was like, ooh, Ryan Coogler, you did it again, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth because a lot of times people, particularly, you know, between men and women and, you know, cishet straight, a lot of times people think it's easy for women. You go, no, yeah. like that's something you have to hone. That's something you have to train. Like, like it, that shit don't happen overnight. Yes. All right. What else did you like? I actually like liked the you talking about black love. I like just the blackness, just not yes. the black love, but just the blackness of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you was talking about Sylvester Stallone. It's one of those things when you know with the Rocky, did nobody complain about all the Italian in it? Like you know what I'm saying? Well, no, I don't think he complained about it being too black. He was saying like he felt like he was now out of the creative process of this thing that had been you know his all this time and now uh, okay, okay you know okay. this deal or whatever they struck like ryan coogler and 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 michael b jordan they're out here making these movies on their own now without him and i think he sounded bitter about it you know i don't remember if his character like i feel like he died in the last one so it, it wouldn't have been no reason for him to come back but you know that was whatever. my thing i was like why why would they consult you because basically not trying to find it, your character is dead yeah Okay, um, yeah, he did. He passed. Yeah. Um, and so I actually just enjoyed just the blackness, yeah. and they didn't run away from it. And they didn't shy away from it, and yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed it. Uh, another thing I like, Jonathan Majors. He was a really good like antagonist. Um, I felt like he uh, didn't he he didn't have that much material to work with unfortunately uh we'll get to that in probably the negatives but what he had he just he killed the raw visceral like rugged physicality of the role the swagger the switch he has when once you realize that you know that anger he had and resentment that he had had and the scheme he had hatched to get this this title shot it, you realize like oh this guy doesn't respect Adonis at all he's been you know kind of faking this shit and so it felt he he did a good job with with that stuff uh with what he had to deal with and as like a foe to overcome um I thought he was he was uh he was like it was actually more off the outside of the ring that was where he impressed me with just his whole approach to the character and uh yeah he just I I mean I guess I could have just said acting in general because I'm lit- I literally could go down each character and feel like I don't feel like anybody didn't do a good job. Like Wood Harris as the trainer was was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael B. Jordan, I can't even believe he directed and acted in this because like there's so many right? scenes where you just like, dude, you are fucking killing this. I can't imagine you just going behind the camera looking and rewinding and saying, okay, do it again or whatever to yourself, but. Like, you know, the scene where Felicia Rashad dies and he gets the last moments with her and she says this stuff about Adonis. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Creed, Creed is undefeated against my tear ducts as well. <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah, great acting. Uh, what else? The choreography it, mm. it, for, for the, for the uh, fights. Yeah. In quote unquote choreography slash fighting. Mm-hmm. I really uh I enjoyed it. Uh and for me the bonus is for some reason the theater I was in, they had the sound kind of a little louder than normal, mm-hmm. which was actually a good thing for this movie. So when they were punching and hitting, it kind of amplified the sound. 
And so it actually made it sound more intense, if mm. that makes sense. And so it actually, I actually really had a great time with, like I said, it wasn't too loud, but it was like, oh, I was like, oh, they punching, punching. Yeah. <laughs> and in my theater, they didn't have to turn up the sound because you could feel the punches. Every time they would just shake you and punch you in the face and all this stuff. Another thing that worked for me, and this was just like when I really had to like bow down to Michael B. Jordan. And I'm sure this is a controversial move, but it worked for me. Other people, I'm sure, will hate this part. But the part in the fight where they switch it from from round three to round eleven, and they do this montage that is mm-hmm. them with the in an empty arena and then they start like filling in like like being pushed against the jail cell walls um the gas station where the crime happened you can see the 76 in the background um like seeing all that stuff these two men having a a more wills that was so such a bold choice to me because we've seen so many boxing movies and no one does that. They always just take you round by round and oh round six. It looks like he's hurt. And it was like they did something avant-garde right there that, that was so daring. And in the interviews when he talked about it, he said how he was inspired by anime in the lab, like in filming this, and he's a big anime fan. And it felt like watching anime. It felt like watching Goku and Vegeta. It felt like... Yes, where everybody around them just kind of disappears. Yes. And I like the fact, too, that he did a great way of them actually seeing each other for who they were. Yeah. You know, because when they actually looked at each other, they had images of each other younger. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. you... Yes, he's fighting you, but you actually see him as a person. Yes. You actually see him as another human being, you know, versus not trying to find a lot of the boxing movies. You kind of don't get that. It's like, I'm the person and you're my opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't ever get a chance where the boxers see each other as full-fledged human beings. Mm-hmm. And I really love the choice to kind of fade us into their minds. And like you said, then from that, they actually went to like the boxing fight. Right. Where, where everything just kind of drowned out. And it's a beautiful way to show you that they was kind of in the zone, like to kind of show you that yeah. there was shit happening around them, but it actually really didn't matter to them. It became about a battle of wills, and it was just a perfect visual way to illustrate a battle of wills to me. I think, you know, we've seen two movies, if not, if you count Rocky and all the other movies way more, we've seen an arena full of people cheering people on. And when you get that, in the key parts that matter but i loved that choice and and i love how you could tell they went into the zone because they came back out and it was like okay round 12 and i was like oh my god that that was they was those those were they were so focused that they got through all those rounds so uh what else did you like i like the fact when we were talking about the fighting one thing i liked about the fighting and and, and another kudos to michael b jordan and I know they've kind of done this before, but it was just something really, really unique about the slow motion in this particular film. Mm-hmm. Whenever they did like the slow motion, it's similar to anime, where it's almost like you got like a sense mm-hmm. where it's like everything slowed down and all of a sudden you could see things like they could see. And it shows you the awareness of a boxer because they could see things like if somebody was hurt or somebody was injured or 
or you know yeah. uh, okay i'm gonna go for the real and it was just really really neat to kind of <clears throat> a beautiful way to show their senses without yeah, i guess even, overdoing it even in thing. the first even in the first fight that we see is like adonis's retirement fight and they show how he's there's a flurry of punches and then suddenly his mind is able to pick up okay every time this dude gets me against the ropes he opens up his left side and when they when and and i love the way they filmed it because he sees it two or three times before he even swings on him like like just to make sure it's real and and of course to us the layman to the announcers it looks like oh he's just getting beat up he he's taking a beat and he's not fighting back and then when uh his uh his corner man uh talks to him and was like man you you know you doing da 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 he's like checkmate uh <laughs> and duke is like oh okay and he just knows at this point because he's such a g in the game he just knows that that means he's seen something he about to go out here and dominate this man and that's what he did um another thing that worked for me was uh the montages you know mm-hmm. the training montages the fight montages uh all of that stuff you know um they just you know that's that's the the, the really the hallmark the calling card of all the uh fighting movies and once again great montages in this one and and i love the training montage and especially when he was fighting um drago from like sparring with him the villain from the last one and drago like was beating him down in training because he had gotten soft he had washed life for being retired which is another thing i like how they show how he had he was washed and and he had been of course beaten he had been and laying around and taking care taking care and having teapotted with his baby honey yeah I'd, I'd have been washed too well also he had many many injuries from fighting so it was that 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 one part of the montage where he's in the corner he's bleeding and then he flashes back to himself getting off the mat in the first two movies and then gets up and takes off the headgear and starts fighting them again and i was just like yeah man i love i'm a sucker for these fucking montages they they get me every time what else did you like i like the fact i don't know if they're gonna do it or not but i like the fact that they set it up where you could have another creed with his daughter mm-hmm. aged up mm-hmm. and and that's funny i like if they're gonna do another creed uh i would like it to be a female because all these mm-hmm. not so funny all this fighting has been men yeah, you know, and so you don't emphasize on his daughter and how she watched the videos, all this shit about her dad. Unless you're going to stop it here, I don't see you continuing this franchise without having some form of her being the actual creed. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, because I couldn't tell if they were setting it up for that or not. Because um, it's like if you do that, you almost have to wait till Michael B. Jordan is older, so that it's not about him at all other than to be a father figure to this girl um yeah that's interesting i would like to see it too i think i think also like the different you had to be almost almost like some layla ali shit where like her, her matches would have to be that big of a deal to make it but yeah i could see that um another thing i like was the runtime it was uh two hours you don't have to stay through the credits so really more like an hour 50 minutes um mm-hmm. but yeah they like I'm going to get into it later about stuff they could have added, but I think they probably cut stuff for expediency. So you won't be up in there all day. And yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the runtime. Anything else with positives? Mm-hmm. Okay. Negatives. Uh, you got anything for negatives? Mm-hmm. Okay. And like I said, and I understand 
this is the trope, but you know, I hated that Felicia Rashad died. Yeah, I had that. You know, it's just it's just it's just one of those things to where you're like, okay, why do you know somebody has to die, quote unquote, in almost all of these movies? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's how it's written or whatever. It's like, you know, I understand she was sick and stuff, but I really hate that you know that she did it did you know a woman had to die. Yeah, as soon as they said stroke, I was like, oh, she gonna die. Um. Yeah, I forgot to mention uh, for another positive, just to go back one second, the child actors, they were really good. The ones who played mm-hmm. them when they were younger, they were really good because they weren't doing like a Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors impressions. They were, but they, but like, it felt like they those kids grew up to be those those men, and and especially in that last anime part of the fight where they sit in the corner and look at each other and they see the kid that they were. That was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other thing I liked was the ending conversation between the two fighters after the match, mm-hmm. where because I because they I think they purposely and this was so smart they purposely made that last fight. Jonathan Majors didn't fight dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think the whole movie, you're anticipating him fighting Adonis Dirty because of how he's talking, what he's saying. The, and, and he had done it before. And he had beat that other dude by kind of fighting Dirty. And so you're like, he going to fight him Dirty. And I think almost like some, some Naruto type shit. Uh, shout out to the Naruto poster I saw in the background. But almost on some Naruto shit, they basically made it where, like, no, they see how similar they are to each other and they just gonna fight a straight up like sasuke versus naruto best man win type fight um all right to the negatives though so my main issue with this film is that what jonathan major's character has is so thin like i get his motivation i even get like the twist of the of of like turning on adonis and how that would cause raw emotions and the guilt and all that, all that is beautiful but we should have got at least five or ten minutes of dame living the championship life like we needed more of like not just that party with the black people at the beach, but we needed to see him get disposed. Like we see it in the background, like, oh, he's in a house. He's it sounded like he was dating that singer or some, you know, somebody was on his couch, a bad chick was on his couch. But we really and we saw his training montage, but what we really needed to see was in that period of time where Adonis's mom had passed and he, you know, he's licking his wounds, his um, you know, uh uh his business is in shambles his main fighter got beat up by this guy we needed to see like him gloating yeah we needed to see Mm -hmm. more of like him like being the villain like even with that Stephen a smith cameo and he called in the first take or whatever it just needed to be more like um it needed he needed to be more of a dick to to really make this work in my opinion yes and i think that there should have been even if it would have been nothing but two to five minutes of that and then it should have ended with that with the mm-hmm. with with him going on there him calling Anton. we ain't got to do it like this somebody yeah let's go yeah then you'd have been like okay this yes. is a fight because right? i feel like it wasn't earned enough because so much shit happens off screen that is just you assume that he's out here living life and doing shit but we needed to see like people being like he the new dude also, like, low-key, what would have helped is if he would have had, like, another fight or two. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't even need to show him. They could have just shown us like a montage of him knocking a couple extra dudes out or something. And for people to be like, yo, he really is. Because what happens is at the end of this movie, the announcers are talking like he's an established fighter because mm-hmm. he's a champ. And that Creed is now the underdog. But I think in this world, if that would have happened that the way that it happened in this fictional world, people would have been like, well, he beat the champ, but he kind of it was kind of a dirty fight. Right, Adonis retired uh, the champ as a, as a champ. And now he's coming back. Yeah, he he is the favorite. But instead, it's like to make him an underdog. They just skipped to like, he's an underdog because we said because he needs to be in the last fight. And I'm like, no. It shouldn't have to be that. Now, that being said, the fight felt like he wasn't an underdog to me. Like, you never really feel like Michael B. Jordan is in jeopardy or losing that fight, which is a choice. And I kind of like this choice, but it's not the most dramatic show-ish. Of course, the most dramatic choice is to make it seem like he can't possibly win this fight, blah, blah, blah. But they were pretty evenly matched the whole 12 rounds or whatever. So, yeah, I just think... That's my only real major gripe is just having him five or ten minutes just rubbing the salt in the wound of just him, you know, like I needed to see him like dating that singer, being at her concert, watching her sing Tessa Thompson song, you know, something like like shit like that. That just was like Mm -hmm. psychologically you could just feel the boiling point of like, yo, you got to fuck this dude up. But I never really felt the true like. You got to fuck him up. It, it it didn't come to me like that. Anything else for dislikes? Yeah, and also, and it's kind of in the same lane, but on a different piece. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have gotten him in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 even if it would have been something, but like a few minutes of him just, just going through prison thinking like, like, like something, something to justify the anger other than you just telling me he angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another thing. We don't we see him go home that one time and after he, you know, was sparring with the champ and too hard, we do see him go home and like mess up wherever his home is, mess up the walls and shit, but it really needed yeah, it needed more like smoldering anger and stuff in him, but yeah, um uh anything else for negative? I think I'm Go ahead. It didn't bother me, but I could see some people having problems, like you said, with the slow-mo, with the anime type of style. Mm-hmm. I could see some people having the problem because they're like, well, I come to see boxing. Why the fuck are they slowing it down? Why isn't this, quote-unquote, in real time? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I could see people having a critique against, you know, knocking it down. It didn't bother me, but I could see some people, somebody knocking it down mm-hmm. for that reason because they go, oh, I came to see boxing. Like, Yeah, yeah. This. I would say the the fights are yeah like you said very more anime style very more like you know it's not it's not trying to and i guess and the thing for me is like almost no boxing movies really try to give you real boxing Mm-mm. and no and i and honestly we didn't come for that you know one won't see motherfuckers holding each other and all this shit for however long for 12 rounds for three you know, minutes for 12 rounds and we're normally watching like a hundred and you know 60 pound dudes that are five foot whatever say they heavyweight so yeah I, I but yeah you're right somebody probably will not like that but i yeah it was good with me um all right anything else for, for dislikes all right let's score zero to five what would you give it i would give this a four and a half i actually really had a good time 
I really, really, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, 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 but like you said, because it wasn't long. Yeah. So some, some of the things that I said, they were at, they would actually make it longer. Yeah. You know, but the time on it was perfect. Like I, I wouldn't have minded them adding the extra time just yeah. for more explanation. Yeah. But I could see other people kind of knocking it just because they're gonna feel like that was quote unquote filler shit. <clears throat> yeah, we would have lost something. I'm not sure what we would have had to cut mm-hmm. to get, or else it just would have been a two hour and fifteen minute movie. So I can get why they would cut stuff. But and maybe they filmed it and just said, nah, we'll just go with this streamline. Like. We just know yeah, we like know what said, y'all it, want. You want to watch three of these already? You we know it's gonna be a fight. Let's just get to the fight. Um, yeah, or or like you said, it's one of those things where they may have filmed it and, and tested it. That's and what it I didn't think test happened. Well. They was like, you know what? Let's cut this other shit out. Oh yeah, I don't know if they tested it, but I think somebody somewhere cut a lot of stuff because there's just and and for expediency's sake, it didn't bother me. But there's just certain cliches they didn't hit. Like when they decide they're gonna fight, it's almost like within. You get the montage and then they fight. Like there's no weigh-in moment. There's no they see each other at some event moment. It just goes straight to like it's 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 time to walk in the arena and do the entrance. Yeah, they was like, you we know why you came. They was like, we ain't even gonna waste your time with that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I will give it similarly a four and a half out of five. These movies really don't miss for me. I I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would if you have to rank them. Huh. If I had to rank one, two, and three, I probably would go. Hmm. I think I would go one, two, three. Honestly, like with with, with none of them being bad. Like Oh, none of my bad. I think yeah, I think I would but I think I would go one, two, three for the the rankings of these movies. But yeah, I, I really um I really dug this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. We had one comment since our last last review, and the the comment is for Cocaine Bear. Sandler Agony says, "For me, this is one. This one needed more absurdity to make this work. I'm a fan of just about everyone in this, but these characters didn't work for me. When that bear was going fifty ten and fourteen on like on Mark on uh, Margot Mar- <laughs> Martindale or Scott Cease or Sice maybe." I was getting my life. It's just where we're not get it, seeing that it's just not as dope. I still say Isaiah Whitlock's character was where I was sort of feeling this as he felt like he was written as a three-dimensional character, I will say. I'm glad others are getting their lives to this since it clearly made it in jest of a real incident. I just wish it was more nuttier. Yeah, I guess the thing for me is if you're saying where you liked it was when the bear was just like fucking up Mark Margot Martindale and Scott C's. I just don't think you can make a movie that is based on mo- on on a long period of that. Like you either have to shorten the movie tremendously to like uh, it was already an hour and a half, so like an hour hour fifteen at the most to make those moments seem like that's the bulk of the movie. Um, but I do agree that the characters were thin. But it felt to me like that was the charm and the funniness of the movie was a constant influx of 80s archetypes to get fucked up by a bear. And you mm-hmm. never stay too long to get to know any of them other than the mom and her daughter and the other little kid. And even with those, those are just the people we are supposed to care about. They're not necessarily like much deeper characters. Um, but yeah, I can see how, you know, it wouldn't connect with people, but 
I don't know. For me, it, it was it was it was even honestly even better than I thought it would be. You know, I, but maybe mm-hmm. I went in with low expectations. That and also I'm an '80s baby, and you know, I find it we never got details. There's all types of shit that happens in movies, and people come and go, and nobody you know gave in depth. So I was like, oh, this is the shit I was raised on because this mm-hmm. you know you came, and not trying to be funny. I, if they would have done that, you would have had other people going, I don't give a fuck about these people. Let's get to the goddamn bell. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, like, to me, this was better than, like, a similar concept movie, Snakes on a Plane. You know, like, that that felt so absurd that it was, it was like, silly and a waste of my time with no stakes. This one felt better to me, but, yeah, ultimately, still the same conceit. It's not, you know, you're not walking out of this bitch thinking you just saw... Uh, Oscar winner, he's <laughs> walking out going, mm-hmm. they said cocaine bear and I got cocaine bear. Yeah, they said cocaine, I got cocaine, I got a bear. Like, the fuck? Like, yeah. they know why I came and they got me in, they got me out and I think that's the charm of it and I and I, and I I know for somebody like me, I'm like, okay, I actually had a good time. It was pointless, it was mindless, It did. you didn't have to think, no critical thinking and so I think for a lot of people that's why they're going to enjoy it yeah um all right that's it for our reviews uh tonight and then our comments thank you everybody uh thank you Samuel Agni for leaving us a comment thank you everybody thank you, that uh listened to the podcast um and all the premium people that support the show uh we'll be back with another review soon um because we're planning on seeing another movie Saturday uh mm-hmm. so we'll let you know what we think about that until then peace out peace